0: Hello everyone and welcome to 10 Minute Country episode 53 with me James Dakin. It's the CMA Analysis and Reaction Special. Hello everyone, hot off the presses um, on this fine, well it's not fine here in England, it's wet and cold and awful Thursday morning. Um, it was the CMA's overnight for us um, here in the UK and uh, the awards were given out at the Bridgestone Arena we had representation um, of Lyric Magazine in the arena for the first time ever this year with our editor, Emily, um, transmitting footage on Insta Story and on Twitter from the awards ceremony. So if you want to see footage from last night's awards, um, you can go to Lyric Magazine's platforms on social media. If you look for at Lyric Magazine and you'll see... Video of the event as it was happening, which was uh, awesome to see So this week's podcast will be all about the awards All about um, the choices that the voting members of the CMA have made this year For good or for bad um, And it will be all about the women um, Dolly Reber and Carrie Underwood um, hosted the event And uh, did a damn fine job by the look of it and there were various um, collaborations, as there always are at the CMA Awards, and uh, not without its controversy, uh, which we'll get into um, here on this podcast. So let's dive straight into it. The Musician of the Year went to a fiddle player and went to the first woman ever nominated in this category. Janae Fleener is a 31-year-old fiddle player, and I believe that she played fiddle um, on uh, John Pardy's Heartache Medication album this year. And the fiddle on that is probably my favourite instrumentation of the year, so uh, it was no surprise to me that she won the award for Musician of the Year. Um, she's played with Martina McBride. She's played with Jake, um, Jake Shelton. Blake. She's played with Blake Shelton. And to me, as irrespective of whether she's a man or a woman. And that theme is going to be running all the way through um, the analysis this year for for one reason or another. Um, uh, she seems like the best candidate to have won um, that award. And, and like I said, that that her fiddle playing on um, Pardy's heartache medication is. Amongst my favourite highlights of the country music year this year, so congrats to her. Music video of the year went to Casey Musgraves for her "Rainbow" song. the 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 whole video format is one that I'm not convinced country music is a particularly interested in, or b does very well. So, um, I this that was one of those award categories that I wasn't really that fussed about. But it's good to see Casey getting some recognition. Um, and, um, uh, you know, it wasn't the only award that she won last night either. The first mild controversy, although it's not really a controversy, I suppose, but the first mild controversy came with the musical event of the year, which was announced in the morning before the CMA uh, ceremony, and it went to Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus for their Old Town Road remix. Um, not a surprise at all. Old Town Road has been like the phenomena, the crossover phenomena of 2019. And whether you love it or hate it, whether you think it's a country song or not, um, its origins were in the country genre. Billy Ray Cyrus added some um, gravitas to it. And, um, you know, one of my highlights of the year personally was watching Billy Ray Cyrus perform the song um, from the stage of the Grand Old Opry when we, I went out to Nashville back in July. So, you know, love it or hate Old Town Road, you can't deny the cultural impact that it's had this year. I personally, in that category, voted for uh, Brantley Gilbert and Lindsay L's What Happens in a Small Town. So I was mildly disappointed that that one didn't take it. Dan Huff produced it, who's a big favourite of mine, and it's currently sitting at number one in the charts. But, um, you know, you can't argue with uh, Old Town Road in that category, really. Vocal duo of the year went to Dan and Shay. And again, that was one I voted for. And a lot of people would be like, well, how come Brooks and Dunn didn't win that? Or how come Brothers Osborne, you know, Florida Georgia Line sell way more arena tickets and have, you know, released an album this year? Um, But um, Dan and Shay were the clear winners for me in that category. I don't think that's a controversial choice. The success of tequila has been huge this year, and um, you know, more recently, their their collaboration with Bieber has taken them into the the all genre charts across the world. Their name recognition is higher. They are artistically and creatively uh, at the top of their game right now. They tour abroad and put in some effort into the wider regions of country music. So. You know, unlike Brooks and Dunn. Um, so, um, you know, I I think that Dan and Shay are well-deserving winners in that category. Maddie and Tay were nominated in that category as well, but, I mean, they were never going to win that. Um, but, you know, they have released their two EPs this year, and their careers are back on track. They toured with Carrie Underwood on the uh, 360 Cry Pretty Tour but um, they were never gonna beat Dan and Shay. So uh, well-deserved Vocal Duo of the Year for Dan and Shay there. Similarly, um, Old Dominion took the Vocal Group of the Year and again, well-deserved. Zac Brown Band were nominated for that. Midland were nominated and have put in a lot of effort and released a good album this year. Little Big Town and Lady Antebellum were also nominated, but I think that's more to do with the fact that there aren't that many vocal groups in country music. Um, Lady Antebellum are only just just about this Friday, tomorrow, to release their new album, so they've had a very quiet year. They played C2C over here, they've been steadily drip-feeding us some new excellent material, and I think, based on what I've heard of their new album Ocean and the big tour they'll embark on next year, that I think Lady Antebellum will be head-to-head with Little Big Town, who have got their new album coming out in January for this vocal award next year. But Old Dominion were worthy winners this year. They've released a string of excellent songs. Their new album came out last month. They've put in the stint on the road. They've come over here to Europe, I think, twice in the past year. They're coming back again next year for C2C. And um, I think they are well-deserved vocal group of the year. Thoroughly nice guys as well. I've had the pleasure of interviewing Matt twice and the band once in the past 18 months. And, um, you know, always a pleasure. So, well done, guys. Single of the Year was another one I voted for. It went to God's Country by Blake Shelton. This is a super song. I mean, You know, Blake is a bit Marmite in country music these days. Some people love him, some people hate him. He seems to spend most of his time in Oklahoma, not really doing the Nashville scene anymore, not really uh, kissing ass and uh, pressing flesh. So there are a few people that are sort of Uh, trying to marginalise or isolate him. And, um, you know, he's doing a little bit of a good job of that himself by just releasing the odd song and um, not really doing the country music scene anymore. He's a bit more L.A. than Nashville these days. But God's Country was his best song in years. And when you look at who he was up against, Speechless... Um, not my favourite Dan O'Shea song. It has to be said, it's a decent song. It's all right. Millionaire from Stapleton. Stapleton's won thousands of awards in the past few years. This this year needed not to be a Stapleton year for me. Um, Mara Morris's Girl was up for that award. Good song. And Burning Man by Dirks featuring Brothers Osborne. That was also a good song. But God's Country. Um, well deserved. Well deserved win. Uh, impact song. Um, you know, a sort of Bon Jovi-wanted, Dead or Alive-esque, vaguely hard rock country music song. Really good, I enjoyed it, so uh, I'm happy to see it win Single of the Year. Song of the Year went to Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs. And again, you can't really argue with that one. It was up against Girl, it was up against God's Country, Rainbow and Tequila. Tequila, where's that come from? That was an odd one, wasn't it? Tequila was last year's song. The fact that it sort of crept into... The category this year was just a sort of a vagary of the uh, voting process and the the window that songs are allowed to exist in. But Beautiful Crazy is a well-deserved winner. It was a huge number one. Um, it sort of elevated Luke Combs onto that next level um, and sort of showed the, the country music community that he could do that type of sensitive song and, and not always the sort of when it rains it pours light-hearted stuff. So again, a, a well-deserved winner for Song of the Year, Beautiful Crazy, no controversy there for me. New Artist of the Year. So, so, so pleased that Ashley McBride won this. Never never was there a more deserving, uh, deserving winner. Um, she was up against Cody Johnson. He was a good shout. Midland, who are not New Artist of the Year. They've just released their second album. I don't know whether you can be... Inv- I don't know whether you should be nominated for Vocal Group of the Year and then New Artist of the Year. Uh, the, the two are slightly incompatible for me. The, she was up against Carly Pearce. Carly Pearce is not a new artist. Her debut album has been out years. The album number two's on the way. There's been a big gap between the two albums, I agree, which sort of stymied her career a little bit. But Carly Pearce is not a new artist. And then Morgan Wallen, who has had a lot of chart success, and I did wonder whether would be... the dark horse in this category. But there's no more deserved winner for New Artist of the Year than Ashley McBride. Um, She is the journalist's favourite, she is the artist's favourite, and let's hope when um, when album number two comes around, she's out on tour uh, and winning hearts and minds as she deserves to do. Now, we come to sort of uh, the big ones, Album of the Year... Um, I couldn't really pick when I was looking at these. So you've got Center Point Road by Thomas Ray. It's a good album. It puts him back on track after the slightly dodgy uh, Life Changes release for me where there was too much EDM and pop music. Center Point Road is a good album. You've got Carrie Underwood, Cry Pretty. If you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I think this is probably Carrie's weakest album and, and i struggled to connect with it from, um, from day one. Dan and Shay, good album, but again, I think mm, that was last year's album. And then Desperate Man and by Eric Church and Girl from Maren Morris. Again, so really, this one to me came down to a straight three-point battle between Thomas Rhett, Eric Church, and Maren Morris, and I am absolutely thrilled to see Maren Morris take the accolade of Album of the Year for Girl. That was the one I voted for. It's a cracking album. It's an original album. It's lovingly put together, and um, you know, produced by Busby, who uh, who died uh, last month, um, and so there was a sentimentality and a sort of a justification behind um, that choice. And so I was re- pleased for Maren, uh, pleased for Busby, and pleased for me because I voted for that one as well. So well done um, to all who put Girl together. An incredible album, well deserving of album of the year. And that's coming from someone who is a huge Eric Church fan as well. But I do think, um, I don't think Desperate Man in the end was as good as Mr. Misunderstood, The Outsiders or Chief. I think there's some good songs on it. It's an incredibly eclectic album. Um, But uh, I think Girl by Mara Morris just edges out Desperate Man for me. Male Vocalist of the Year, always a tough category. Dirks Bentley, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban. If you're looking at it impartially, Luke Holmes is the winner there, and and in fact that turned out to be true. He sold more records than anyone else this year. The buzz around him is immense. He's literally like lightning in a bottle. Number one after number one after number one. Yes, you could say Dirks, um, because of the gravitas of his career. You could say Thomas Rhett. You could pick Stapleton again if you really, uh, you know, voted lazily. Keith Urban, who was last year's Entertainer of the Year, would be in with a good shout of this, but, you know, looking at the stats, looking at the figures, Luke Combs is a well-deserved winner of vocalist, male vocalist of the year, so you can't really argue with that one. Female vocalist of the year went to Casey Musgraves. She was up against Kelsey Miranda, Marin and Carrie Underwood, and um, any one of those women could have taken that, to be quite honest. Um, Kelsey's had a quiet year putting KB3 together, which is on its way soon. There's a couple of new tracks out there, so probably counted her out. Miranda's album's only just come out. It is an absolute belter card, Brilliant album. Maren would have been in with a shout with this. Casey and Carrie Underwood as well. But Casey is the well-deserved winner. Um, I think I voted for Maron, But, uh, you know, I take Maron over Casey personally. ...as a female vocalist. Um, Disappointing for Carrie Underwood... ...possibly after hosting the event... ...not to come away with uh, an award... ...and there's a little bit of a hint... ...of what's uh, just about to come... ...in the Entertainer of the Year category. But you can't argue with Casey Musgroves... ...she has had a great year... ...Golden Hour slayed all over the world... ...the tour was huge... ...the crossover was brilliant... ...she supported country music... ...in wider areas than just America and um a very popular choice i think there and so we come to entertainer of the year the biggest the biggest award and the one this year which carries the most controversy because garth brooks won again um garth was up against eric church would have been a very popular winner chris stapleton no thank you very much cuz we're just you know in we're a bit stapletoned out right now. Keith Urban won it last year and he was nominated again this year and then Carrie Underwood was nominated as well. And I think this on social media in the weeks up to last night w- was a sort of a head-to-head battle which almost distracted on <laughs> what the actual result uh, turned out to be. But it's a head-to-head battle between Eric Church, who plays for like, 13 Hours a Night, and plays every song in his catalogue, including some that he hasn't even written yet, and uh, against Carrie Underwood, who's like the sentimental choice. And I don't mean that in a patronising way, because actually I voted for Carrie Underwood in this category. And it wasn't just because we wanted a, a, a female Entertainer of the Year. For me, when you look at the criteria of what you should have voted for for Entertainer of the Year, she fits the bill the best and I'm just gonna read you that criteria. So, Entertainer of the Year, and this is on the CMA website, this is to help guide you in your voting process, is the act that displays the greatest competence in all aspects of the entertainment field. The voter should give consideration to not only the recorded performances, but also the in-person performance, staging, public acceptance, attitude, leadership, and overall contribution to the image of country music. Okay, So that criteria means that this isn't somebody who just gets up on stage um, two, three, four times a month in big football fields and does a great live show. Because you can't fault Garth Brooks for his live shows. (sighs) It's the person that's the best ambassador and best represents the image of country music. Is that Garth Brooks this year? I am not convinced it is. Garth does his own thing. He exists in Garth world. You know, he tours arenas, shopping malls, football stadiums, uh, the moon. Uh, he, He plays in huge places where tens of thousands of people can go. But what other contribution does Garth bring to country music now, in the year 2019? He doesn't seem to be involved in the amount of things that... Carrie Underwood is involved in. Carrie went on this massive 55 date uh, in the round tour. So she's played way more places than Garth has played this year. Um, She took Runaway June and Maddie and Tay out on the road with her. She came over to the UK and Europe, which is something that Brooks refuses to do year after year after year. She is involved in... Um, hosting award ceremonies. She appears to be involved in the whole public representation of the CMA. Uh, She does podcasts um, with other um, broadcasters. She's involved in the whole process of country music, way, way more than Garth Brooks is these days. And so for me, this is an absolute travesty that people in the CMA have voted for Garth Brooks of Entertainer of the Year for the second year running. Oh, no, it wasn't second year because Keith won last year. Three times out of four, I think, Garth Brooks has now won Entertainer of the Year. And, you know, he puts on a great show. He's a wonderful performer. He's written some of the most iconic... Songs in country music. His In Pieces album is my favourite country music album of all time. I'm a huge Garth Brooks fan, but under no circumstances should he have won this award this year. It doesn't fit the criteria. You know, he hasn't released an album this year, so we can't give consideration to the recorded performance. Um, the, The couple of albums he's released since he's come back from his family hiatus out of the industry have been sketchy at best. Um, And his current single that is released with Blake Shelton, Dive Bar, isn't even available to stream or download or listen to in the privacy of your own home. It's a radio only. That, to me, is isolating people from country music. Uh, You know, we can't hear it in England. There's no way that we can access Dive Bar over here. Uh, So how can that be the entertainer of the year? I'm really flummoxed as to how people have voted for Garth Brooks over Carrie Underwood. Uh, I'd I'd bought into the whole Eric Church versus Carrie Underwood thing and I would have been happy for either to win. I voted for Carrie because I just feel she fits... And um, the criteria, and again, that, it wasn't a tokenism vote that I cast. It wasn't, oh, we need more women and we need better female representation in country music, so I will just vote for a woman and, Carrie, and it was Carrie Underwood. I voted for Carrie because she fit the criteria to me of the uh, category uh, better than any of the other people that were nominated for it. So what a mess. What a mess for the Entertainer of the Year this year. And uh, and it's sad because it takes it takes away from the achievement of someone like Carrie Underwood, and um, very much brings the narrative back to that division between men and women in country music again. And in fact, the role, Rolling Stone had this reaction on their website uh, this morning to say about the whole gender issue. While seeing so many of country music's favorite female artists join forces. Made for some stellar musical moments, it takes far more than ceding the stage to women for one night to advance gender equality. Wednesday's CMA Awards may have been made to look like they were full of substance, but without any meaningful commentary, not to mention Garth Brooks edging out Carrie Underwood for Entertainer of the Year, the affair felt like a whole lot of build-up with little payoff. And this is where people will go now. There's a whole article on why it was just either tokenism or simply a missed opportunity having the amount of female musicians up on the stage. Jennifer Nettles um, had a, a cape on which read Equal Pay on the back, and play our fucking records, please and thank you, uh, inside of it. And the, the producers of the show tried to really push that the, the message that, uh, you know, f- Female musicians are just as good as as male musicians. Carrie and Dolly and Reba sang songs. Uh, Tanya Tucker, The High Women, Martina McBride, Sarah Evans, Gretchen Wilson, Crystal Gale, Terry Clark, Little Big Town were all on stage singing songs. But Rolling Stone's, in the end, Rolling Stone's editorial opinion is it, it was a wasted opportunity and it didn't really go far. And I'm in two minds about that. When you analyse the award winners... Um, and uh, get right down into the brass tacks of which women won awards in categories that were mixed this year. The stats aren't as bad, I don't think, as Rolling Stone um, put out there. So musician of the year was a woman. New artist of the year was a woman. Music video of the year went to a woman. Album of the year went to a woman. Those were all mixed categories. Musical event, of the year didn't, and I you know, I wish um, what happens in a small town would have won that one, but you can't argue with um, Old Town Road. Vocal duo of the year didn't go to a woman, but Maddie and Tay were never going to win that. And then vocal group, single of the year, song of the year, and entertainer of the year didn't go to a woman. But if we're being strict, women took 40% of the, of the awards that were in mixed categories, and if you take Maddie and Tay out of that vocal group of the year, it sort of pushes it up to nearly 45%. So that's not a bad representation. I don't think it's all the doom and gloom with regards to gender inequality uh, that the Rolling Stone are putting out there straight away. Let's not go down that narrative straight away. There has to be um, some consideration for who are the best fit for the award winners, irrespective of whether they're men or women. And outside of that Entertainer of the Year award, which was just a travesty, I don't think uh, any of the other award categories were particularly controversial with regards to the gender of the person winning it. That's not to say that there doesn't need to be more done with regard to radio and television uh, and the representation of males and females. But... The last night's CMA awards for me were not the gender disaster that Rolling Stone magazine are are putting out there. What was a bigger disaster was the Entertainer of the Year award, which is the the pinnacle and the headline award. And um, you know, a real a real mess, a real a, 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 a head scratcher. I'm a, I'm at a loss to think who voted for Garth Brooks over Eric Church over Carrie Underwood. Um. I don't know. I don't know how that's happened. Anyway, enough of that. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. And again, check out um, our social media platforms at Lyric Magazine on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can see footage from last night's CMA Awards. Let me know on Twitter. You can find me at Rock James, what you think of the choices and the voting and the way it went this year. Um, Let me know what you think about the whole gender equality issue uh, and where we can go on that to to move towards a future where more women are played on radio and more women are represented on television from the genre of country music. And, um, you know, let me know in general what you you think of the podcast. I've been James Dakin. This has been a whopping 25-minute country this week.